Thanks for tuning in to the Q&A portion of our podcast live with Dan Shaner. We hope that you can join us next time. For details on all upcoming SpeakLA events, please go to www.ispeakla.com. That's www.ispeakla.com. And now to your questions. Um, so we're here with Dan Shaner after the show, and we're going to open it up to any questions that anybody might have. Um, any questions? What? Do you have a question? Oh, okay. You're still thinking <laughs> about it. Hi. Um, my name is Diane. Um, my question is, what was your biggest, biggest challenge through all your career? Wow. Good <laughs> Starting it off good. Excuse me. What was my biggest challenge? Um, gosh, there have been many. Um, gee. I think... Especially starting out, I think I was just obsessed with working, like to continue to keep working. Um, so that I felt like was a challenge because I always felt like I always had to be looking for the next job. Um, and then even when I became a casting director and working with a partner, um, we, you spend a lot of time sort of looking for the next job and sometimes, unfortunately, even chasing down money, people that owe you money and stuff. Yeah. And uh, I always, I found that to be really challenging and to kind of, actors don't realize, but most casting directors are also independent contractors who go from job to job to job. Very few, if any, have a staff position where you work for a company and you get benefits and a weekly paycheck and all of that stuff. And so um, that was always, I adapted to it over time, but I, it, that's always was a challenge for me. Hi. Um, Hi. Did you ever think, I am so done with this industry, I'm going to move somewhere else out of LA and just be like a farmer or something? Uh, yes. And I kind of did that. Oh, really? Um, so about five years ago or so, I was um, working on a television show that I hated. And I was miserable and I hated the show and I hated the people and my partner and I had been working together for 15 years and we got to the point where we were barely would even speak to each other. And uh, I basically, he and I, the job ended and we hadn't talked in like two months. And wow. we decided to end our partnership. And then I just decided I didn't want, I just wasn't enjoying it anymore. And so I started teaching. Uh, professional development, basically the business of acting, how to get a job as an actor. And I came here to Ada. I had a friend who's an actor who was teaching here. And so I called him and said, I, you know, just really quickly, I was, I was getting more and more frustrated meeting actors every day who didn't know how to navigate the business at all. They didn't understand how the business worked. And I started to get very frustrated. And so I thought, no one is teaching this to conserva actors in conservatories and in colleges and I've got 25 years experience and I want to go tell these people what to do basically <laughs> and so I called him and he hooked me up and I started teaching here 
and then I moved on, and now I'm at USC. But um, I don't know. Did I answer your question? Yeah, yeah. I just yeah. I got I got sick and tired of it. <laughs> I got I, it was too stressful for me. I would wake up in the middle of the night with you know muscle spasms <laughs> and yeah. ulcers and. You know, we worked with some people occasionally that weren't so nice, and I just was really exhausted. All right. Thank you so much. Mm -hmm. Hi, Dan. Hi. <laughs> My name is Alessandro. Hi. Um, you probably are, have had a lot of experiences like this, but um, what would you say is like the line for too much trying to contact someone? Like, have you ever had some actors that you notice that they already sent it, but you haven't gotten the time to actually answer, and then you keep getting more and more and more and more and more things? Do you know what's the thin line when it becomes annoying to when it becomes, okay, this guy wants to work, he wants to do yeah, things? Yeah, you know, I, it is a good question. I feel like you just have to use your common sense. I liken it, and I use this a lot, I use this analogy a lot, but you, I liken it to dating, <laughs> if you can imagine. <laughs> So say you go out with somebody on a date, and like as soon as the date is over, you call them and start texting them. <laughs> so when am I going to see you again, or whatever. And then you, call, you haven't called me back yet. And then I, you text them an hour later, and it's the same kind of, like, yeah. the girl's going to be like, oh my god. Right? It's, it's kind of the same thing. Okay. Um, you have to use your common sense. Um, and you have to also understand that, like I said, casting directors, if they're, you know, now casting directors are working on three, four, five, six, seven, eight projects at a time. Uh, so much doesn't shoot in Los Angeles anymore that they're able to take on many more projects, even than when I was casting actively. And so people are just busy, yeah. you know? And so just because you reach out to me and I don't respond to you, it doesn't, it doesn't usually mean anything other than I'm busy. Yep. And I've got a lot of stuff to do. So I would just, I would use your discretion and, you know, how would you treat <laughs> somebody that you went out on a date with, you know? Yeah. You, you'd space it out so that they don't yeah. get sick of you and think that you're crazy. Of course. Right? Does that yeah. make sense? That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Thank you, Dan. Hi. Hi. Um, I just was kind of curious, how would we go about possibly finding a job at an agency or with casting? Because I'm sure they don't, you know, post them on Indeed or anything like that. How, how would we find them? Yeah, it's difficult for sure. Um, word of mouth is usually the best way. So I always suggest start out by figuring out sort of who you know or who they know, right? I, excuse me, I'm burping. Um, <laughs> I've been trained over many years. If I need something or if I want something, first I will go to a person that I know that maybe has a particular contact with whomever. Um, and if they don't, then I'll go to the next person maybe that they know. And I start to, I just encourage actors always to build sort of like a networking tree Right? So you identify your goal, whatever it is. I want to do this thing. I want to work at an agency. Who do I know in my entire world of people that I know that either works in an agency or has an agent 
or their roommate is an assistant at an agency, or you know, the word of mouth and networking, I think, is the way. That's the best way because then you can start asking people for referrals too, um, and people really want to hire people that either they know or that they have gotten a referral from somebody that they know or trust, right? So it's very rare that they'll put an ad in, you know, online or Craigslist or whatever. Um, it's more about kind of word of mouth and, and the connections that people have. And you guys are all sitting here thinking, well, we don't know anybody and I don't have any connections at all, right? But you do. You, you, you know a lot more people than you think that you do. Um, you all have instructors here that are, are were or are professionals in the industry. Um, and if you have, I, I, I encourage you to have a specific goal in mind. I want to work, not only do I want to work at an agency, but what agency do I specifically want to work at? And what person at that agency do I want to specifically work at? Right, so it's you have to really fine tune it and be really specific about what it is that you want, and then go about figuring out how to get in, you know, get to that person or people. I think um, that's the best way. You know, that's the way that I started. That's the way that most people I know have gotten in. Is just you're gonna have to do a little homework for sure, but. Does that help? It does. Yeah. Thank you. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> just make it. Um, hi. Thank you so much for your talk. So my question is about um, the reel. How important it is to have a really good reel and what do I do if, um, you know, it's hard because you have to have good scenes, good lighting, good writing, good scene partners. And in order to do that beforehand, you have to be cast in something that would be, you know, presentable and of what you can make your, your reel. Mm -hmm. um, but in order to get cast in something like that, I feel like you already have to have a reel. So <laughs> how important is the reel before you say submit to an agent? Um, or a casting director, or you just put up your headshot and say, "This is what I've got. I've got. I'm, I'm building up my reel." Yeah, that's sort of a two-pronged question. But um, the reel, obviously, or the, the reel and or the clips, the film clips that you use, are really important because you know look at it from the other perspective. If you're going to buy whatever, right? you're gonna to go to Best Buy and you're gonna buy a new laptop. You're gonna to wanna to know ahead of time before you spend $1,400 or whatever, what you're getting, right? You're gonna to wanna to know what all the functions are, you're gonna to wanna to see how it works um, before you put your money down. If I'm an agent or a casting director, I want to know what I'm getting before I buy you or before I agree to represent you, right? So that's why seeing your work is so important, right? Because um, I want to see what you look like on camera. If I'm an agent and I have to sell you to a buyer, right, it's important that I know what 
you do, right? And I know the story that you tell. Um, if I'm a casting director and I, I want to see your work so I know where to put you, where you fit, right? So I have to see something. Um, but I will disagree with you when you said you have to wait to get cast in something. So it goes back to what we were talking about earlier. You don't have to wait. So go this weekend with your roommate and your boyfriend and write a short sketch and film it with your iPhone and see what it looks like. And if it turns out well, congratulations, you've got a piece of film that you can use, right? And you can add to a reel or use as a film clip to you know, attach to your, to your profile or whatever. Um, there's, you don't have to wait anymore in order to get work to show. You can create your own work, and that's, that's viable. You know, I tell my students at USC, the film school is 12 yards from here. You know, they're shooting films all day long, every day, 365 a year, right? Go audition for a film and get a piece of film. You know, you guys, the AFI is a mile from here. The American Film Institute is a mile from here. Uh, they're always looking for actors because that's what they do. They're making films, right? And so that's just one resource. There are so many. But again, there's no reason for you when I, I just get frustrated now when I hear actors say, oh, I don't have anything for my reel. Well, then go make something. You know, And it's not going to be great, maybe, the first 10 times you do it. And then, then you're going to do something, and it's going to be genius, and it's going to be clever, and it's going to be funny, and it's going to be specifically about who you are and your experience. And it's going to be unique to you. Um, so there's no reason to wait, but you do need to have something. People need to 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 see something. You know, it's like if you're a writer, if you walk around town saying, "I'm a writer." Oh, really? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what have you written? Can I let me see it? <laughs> That's a good question. Right? Let me see it. Let me read your script. Let me read your novel, your short story, whatever. It's the same thing. Oh, you're an actor, really? Let me see. Well, I've never been in a play, and I've never been in a film. And I don't have anything. You know, there's just no reason now. Listen, it's hard. It's a lot of work, but there's no reason not to have that material. Does that make sense? Yeah. Where are you from? Russia. Okay. Thank cool. you. Sure. Oh, come on! This is the opportunity of a lifetime you have right here. <laughs> I think we're almost done anyway. Yeah. Are you done out of time? <laughs> hey. Hi. Hi. Oh, so, um, of all the things you've ever cast, what are you most proud of? Oh, good question. Mm. What am I most proud of? A couple things. Um, so, we cast uh, a gay film called Latter Days. Um, a few years ago that actually did quite well and won a lot of awards in, in film festivals and stuff. And um, it sort of came along at a time when it was like a really good film and it came along at a time when people were not making really any good gay films. And uh, it just got a lot of notoriety and it was a very special little film. And um, 
the director, the writer-director, it was very personal to him and his experience. And he had written a film called Sweet Home Alabama with Reese Witherspoon, if you guys remember that. Mm-hmm. Very popular movie. And so this was his opportunity to sort of take the next step. And he, uh, he wrote this script and he, we made this movie and it just, uh, it just came along at a really great time and it was something that we were really proud of. Um, and then we did Cold Case for a long time, many years, which is just a great show that it was a great group of people and a really well-run show, like a really well-oiled machine. And it was like casting a movie pretty much every week and, um, you know, matching, it was matching actors. And we had to sort of, it was the present day you and then you as a child or you as an old woman or whatever. And uh, it's very challenging and... <laughs> sometimes the matches were really good and sometimes they were terrible. Um, you know, but that was something I think I was really proud of. I remember the first episode we ever did, the eye color didn't match. And we were like, oh, f-. they had already filmed it. And then the, the executive producer called us and she's like, you know, the young girl and the old girl, their, their eyes don't match. <laughs> So he never made that mistake again. Like, you know, her ears are different or whatever. Anyway, so that was just something I was we were really proud of because it was so difficult. And everybody when we took the job, every single person, even like the executive at the studio was like, this is the hardest job you'll ever do in your life. And it was. I think we can do two more. You had a question? Really? Yeah, yeah. Right here. Oh, okay. Okay. So this is a question like more for representation, like for managers or agents, but I think it would probably be helpful for actors to know how it works. Um, so my question is, well, kind of two questions. What is your least favorite thing as a casting director that agents or managers do? And what is your favorite thing that they do? Wow, good question. <laughs> um, I think my least favorite thing is when people lie to you and bullshit us. Mm-hmm. Um, and that gets old really quick. Oh, you've got to see this guy. He's like, you know. <laughs> I remember once an agent called, this girl is so beautiful. She looks like Ava Gardner. Do you guys even know who Ava Gardner mm-hmm. is? She's like an old-time movie star. Like one of the most beautiful women ever in life. And <laughs> he's like, she looks just like Ava Gardner. And this poor girl walked in, and it was like, dude, not on a, your best day ever in the world. Like, poor thing, right? But she doesn't even know necessarily that that's how her agent is selling her. But um, I think when they lie and they tell us bullshit, I think that's something I really don't like. Um, and I, I do like when representatives really know their talent really well. Um, and they know sort of everything about them. Mm. Uh, I just find that to be really helpful. Um, and they know about their background, and they know about their history, and they know about their all of their work and why they did what they jobs that they did. And uh, just the more thorough and the more knowledgeable a manager and agent is about their client. You know, I would talk to agents, and I would know more about the actor than they did. I was yeah. like, oh, come on, <laughs> you know. Um, I don't know. Does that answer your yeah, question? Yeah, right. That's a good answer. All right, one more. 
Sorry. This is fun, you guys. We should keep doing this. We should come back and do this next week. <laughs> Like a weekly meetup. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, uh, kind of jumping up, uh, jumping from that question. Uh, are there any like particular agents, uh, particular agencies that you enjoyed working with? Like. Um, oh yeah, sure. I mean, it, it's funny because every casting director has different relationships with different agents and managers. So the people that I like that I have relationships with are going to be different than the next person that you talk to. Um, but I usually had somebody at all the major agencies that I enjoyed working with. Uh, there's a lot of turnover. I think there's a lot of churn. I think people go and move companies. Ma agents often go and become managers, sometimes vice versa. People jump around a lot. Um, I don't have any one specific one that I particularly love, but I think... You know, there's there's somebody at least somewhere at one of most of the agencies and managers that I that I work with that I that I like that I have a relationship with. I guess again, it's it's based more on. I feel like it's based more on personal relationships. Like I just like that person, mm. um, and I will f kind of follow them around wherever they go. You know, mm. and I I'll always have that relationship, even though they've been at three different agencies or management companies or whatever. Does that answer your question? Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to give you like specific names of companies, <laughs> right? But yeah, but it, it was quite a, uh, quite a wide open. It's kind of a broad, yeah. broad question. But that is, so that's interesting. It's more the person than the company. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it, it, the things, the, the one thing I just want to really convey to you guys before we end is that the agent actor or the manager actor relationship it, it's so important and you really have to find somebody that you connect with hopefully that you understand each other it's a marriage it's a partnership you know you want to be able to to really live with that person and work with that person and trust that person and that's the key, you know. When you're when you're looking at representation, finding somebody that you really have a connection with, and that they get you, and they understand you, and they know how to sell you, and they see you in the same way that you see yourself. Um, I think that's just so important. And you know, you wouldn't enter into a marriage with somebody who treated you like shit and called you names all day long and <laughs> didn't take your phone calls or hung up on you or whatever. It's the same thing, you know. People yeah. are who they are. They show you who they are, like, really quickly when you first meet them. And so if you're lucky, you'll find a, a representative that you can have you know, a relationship with. A business relationship, for sure, but but a relationship. Yeah? Yeah. Dan, thank you. Thank you. This is so fun. Thanks so much for being here with us tonight. We want to be able to bring you more episodes just like this one, but we can only do that with your support. So please take a moment to rate, review, and subscribe to Speak LA, the podcast. See you next time.